the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, Episode 75. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Well, hello again. Good morning. How are you? I am good. <laughs> I'm good. We're, uh, we're we doing are this in two parts today, so we've already chatted. <laughs> Just finished part yes, one. Yes, we have already chatted, and so that's why I'm giggling because it's almost like an inside joke because we actually have been talking to each other all morning. But this is part two yes. of our catch up. So yeah. we were. It's hard for me. I'm not. A, I guess I'm not a good actor after all. I'm, <laughs> it's hard for me to pretend like that we haven't been talking all morning. Yeah, we have, but that's okay. The listeners, this is going to go out on I think September 10th, and it's the week that's leading up to She Recovers because we fly out later this week. Is what it will be, even though we can't know what that's going to feel like. Although it's going to probably feel pretty hectic and fun and exciting all at the same time. Um, yes. So I, if, when this airs, I'll get to see you in like four days so yeah I'm just gonna try to harness that excitement for seeing you Sandra right now I will be I will be stressed over what to pack I can I can uh, already uh, already foresee this I'm yeah. gonna be I'm gonna have a list around what to what to bring yeah and what not to actually what what not to bring <laughs> yeah I'm bringing um your kimono I know that for sure I did go shopping for a couple little things, um, like a pair of jeans, since I only own one. I'm going to out myself okay. here. So um, I know what I'm wearing for my workshop. I went and got a little okay. outfit with Natalie. She took me shopping to Nordstrom's Rack and helped me put something together. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. So it's simple, just jeans and, you know, a little red blouse, but... Um, that was the thing I was most stressed about. I know there's a gala or something, and I'm not really prepared for that. But um, no, the workshop I'm the prepared gala. for. <laughs> the workshop I'm don't prepared have the, for. <laughs> don't have the gala outfit yet. Don't have it. Although I think my kimono could be my gala outfit because it's so beautiful. It mm-hmm. is. Like, I, I I think I need – well, maybe I don't. I, I really don't. But, but it would be helpful to have um, – a definition of gala outfits, <laughs> like yeah. examples think, of gala outfits. <laughs> I think there, I, I mean, think there's something on the website. I'll have to poke there? around. I think there is somewhere. I don't know why okay. I feel like I've seen something. It's huh. kind of across the board. It's going to be uh, subject to interpretation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I could really, you know, dress up. But then to think that, like, movie stars float through that room yeah. in Golden Globe outfits, mm-hmm. you know, Golden Globe dresses. I'm thinking, okay, surely, I mean, you could go that extreme. Mm-hmm. I do like sparkly things, and I have lots of sparkly things. So, yeah. uh, you know, I would think that anything with a little sparkle would probably fall under the definition of gala 
Yeah, I feel like it's an anything goes. I think that Absolutely. was kind of what I got. Like, you know, but have fun with it. It's a special night. Um, but if you don't I have a gown up. or something, you know, oh, like, I don't do. let that. Pre- I, you do. <laughs> that's, see, that's what I'm saying. I have to like figure out what not to bring because how many I suitcases things <laughs> to bring? Mm. Uh, I have to say this one thing really quickly. Oh. So, speaking about travel yeah. and anxiety, I'm almost a little embarrassed to say this. I am embarrassed to say it, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Say it. I haven't flown since 9-11. What? Mm-mm, I haven't. I know. Wow. Isn't that weird? I used to travel so much before I had kids. Mm. And then I had kids. And then yeah. and then I was drunk and it was too complicated. <laughs> it was just too damn complicated. I'm sorry to laugh at that, but that's <laughs> And I was drunk, and that shit just, yeah, it was hard. It was too hard. Mm -hmm. And so I haven't flown since the last time I flew, Max was a baby. I flew with him. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the last time I've flown. So I haven't flown since, uh, you know, I haven't flown since you didn't, you know, check all of your baggage. Like, I, you know, so like I'm thinking... So anyway, that's, those are the things like I need a new piece of luggage anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably going to go purchase a new piece of luggage. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, you know, my husband said, well, you're going to be fine, which I know I'm going to be fine. I, I don't have a ton of anxiety around it. It's just been so long. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, he, he just, he knows how I pack for our car trips. <laughs> Right. He's like, you're going to need a trunk. You're going to need a, a luggage <laughs> trunk. He was like, do yourself a favor and pack economically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I always have the best intentions of doing that. Um, but yeah, I usually like to just carry on so I don't have to do um Check. Check it. But Natalie just informed me when I popped by her house on Sunday that she's checking luggage. She's like, so I'm checking it. I said, well, then I'm not going with you. Uh, We're done. Oh, okay. (laughs) And she was like, too bad. I'm checking. I'm just telling you I'm checking luggage. So she's checking and you're thinking about it. I'm going to check luggage. I'll do whatever she tells me to do. Oh, She's kind of the boss of me. Oh, I see. And see, I I'll need no travel boss. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to decide. Maybe I'll just find the perfect piece of luggage first. And just depending on what size it is, mm-hmm. then that determines whether I carry it on or check it. Well, I think because of that whole gala component, I'm going to have to maybe bring another pair of shoes. My, my yellow bag is tiny that I bring. It doesn't hold a whole lot. Um, but I think... Um, I want to bring, I'm trying to get these books that I have, um, that are getting printed. Um, my gratitude. Oh, right. You have to bring, I want to bring some. So that's going to probably go in my luggage. Shelly, um, Rickenbach, who is my partner in the, um, workshop that we're putting on together. I just hand delivered, um, 150 journals that I hand stamped, um, with my girlfriend's print that I made. And we are stamping our information on the back and these journals will go with the women who are taking our workshop. Mm-hmm. We have a sold out workshop. The first one, the 231 is all full. And can, that, can you believe I'm going to be at that workshop? I'm so excited. <laughs> no, I can't. It's going to feel really surreal. And the I'm second workshop is almost totally booked too. So I, um, 
you know, she's bringing down, she's driving, so she's bringing physically down all of the journals. She bought pens that are going to go with the nice. journals. So that's something that is a little takeaway from the workshop. And so I'll need to bring like postcards and business cards. And um, I want to bring a few of my books too. So so I will probably have a larger suitcase um, this time around and checking it in. Yeah. Well, good luck. Thanks. You just made me, I, 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 sorry guys, but I'm like writing down moo cards on my computer because <laughs> you got she just reminded me You're welcome. that I need to, sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> composing my to-do list while we record this podcast. Don't let us bother you, Sandra. Don't let us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am list making I'm... over here too. You are not alone. Don't worry. You are not alone. Okay. okay. Well, so are we going to start with what family? Yeah, we're going to pick up in case somebody hasn't listened to last week's episode. We covered health and creativity. We're kind of doing a check in with the um, the, the lens of uh, our summer reflections. So kind of what we did over the summer in these little categories. So today, yeah, it's going to be family and sobriety. Yeah. All right. My notes are a hot mess. So let's see okay. where to start. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Where do you want to go? Why don't you start again? Okay. Let you yeah. start again. So family, it can always be a little tricky to share about family. Um, sometimes it can, um, for me at least. But so I'm going to family, home life, kind of this is where I'm going to go with this. Um, my son got a summer job. And that had really changed some things for um, our family because we had to drive him um, up the coast, up Highway 1 to a little town called Jenner. So round trip, it was an hour, um, twice a day. He was working five days a week. And old Tammy, you know, pre-sober Tammy, would have really, like, been a martyr about the whole thing. Would have... Mm -hmm. um, just been a pain in the ass and when I was drinking it would really cut into everything I'm sure especially the afternoon shift when I had to pick him up so um instead I was really again trying to focus on things this summer and I just took it as an opportunity to be of service to my son I did not complain one time which is like a miracle and um and it just showed me the shift in my growth in this department of, of not complaining and trying to really do less of that. Not that I don't ever do it, but to do less of it. And um, to take this beautiful drive along Highway 1 and see the Pacific Ocean every day. Sometimes four times a day, because I would take him in the morning and come home and then have to go back in the afternoon and get him. So that I started creating a little, I'd stop at a certain beach that I really love. And I would just sit for a few minutes, I would take a picture, I would um, just think or not, or just mm -hmm. look, but it just, it helped me to slow down. So for the mm -hmm. family component part was, um, it's the last summer I'm going to get to drive my kid around. He's going to be driving mm -hmm. next summer. And so I really tried to think about that as a mom and about how our dynamics are going to change in our household. And then I really tried to kind of hang on to that. So that was one thing that felt uh, substantial mm. um, and that felt like I did it differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And along those lines, um, the other thing that we did that um, I really liked is we had an intention. I will say it's my it was my intention, but my family played along. I wanted to watch Friday Night Lights with my son all summer. 
Mm-hmm. So we made that was our family show. It was the only show we watched really together as a family because it's really hard to get my son's attention. And right. He, and he's off working now and he's tired when he gets home. But um we that would be our little thing. And my husband doesn't fully love the show, but he sits and watches it with us. Um, and then a lot of subjects come on there to talk about, you know, sex and drugs mm-hmm. and peer pressure and high school. And uh, it's good. I mean, the guys kind of make fun of it a little bit. I'm okay with that <laughs> as mm-hmm. we're watching it. They're like, you know, they're 27 years old, Mom. Why are they acting like they're teenagers? <laughs> right. I know. Come on. But- don't. Don't. Don't <laughs> lay down your your he- critical eye. Right. So I had fun with it, and I think they started having fun with it. And I noticed that my son, when he would want to connect, I could tell he would come out, and he's like, do you want to watch an episode, Mom, of our show? And I'm like, mm. uh, and I never said no. I'm like, even if no, I didn't, even yeah, didn't no. want to do it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. no, you never say no <laughs> to that invitation to hang out, right? Yeah. So that was really good. And um I think I mentioned in the last show, but we didn't take any family vacations together this summer. So that was like a thing that we didn't do because I wasn't really up for travel. But they did. My husband and son went on a vacation together to Montana. Um, Grady went on a big trip to Yosemite. Um, So I just got to watch and prepare and do laundry and help. And just um, that felt really good. That felt really good for me this summer. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, I didn't know where to put this one, Sandra. I have um, I have two more things, but the, I did yeah. pitch a tent in my yard. Oh, right. Right? So I did this um, because of watching a little video of why Rich Roll sleeps in a tent. And I was fascinated as to why he sleeps in a tent when he has this big, beautiful house in Malibu or wherever they're at. Um, and that's where the it started. But for me, it was almost... <clears throat> It was almost a personal challenge. Like, I can't travel anywhere, but I can travel to my yard, and I can put up a tent. And um, I was doing it the night before my, um, before, I think it was turning like three and a half years sober, which I know is not a regular milestone for people, but for me, I write about it every six months. So I just, I wanted to sleep in the tent, and I wanted to put myself outside of my comfort zone. Well, it was successful. (laughs) <laughs> the was, um, I almost didn't do it. And my son called me out and he was like, aren't you going to keep your word? And you said you were going to do it tonight. And I've been using that phrase so much that he repeated it back to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. yes, I am going to keep my word. I am going to do it tonight. Um, that was a comedy, just getting the tent up and the <laughs> blow up mattress and a little bit of a slant that I was at. And it was cold. But it was really refreshing, too, to know that it reminded me that I can get outside of my comfort zone. And because I did that, Sandra, my son the next night said, can I sleep in the tent tonight, Mom? Is it all still set up? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. So he took a book out there and his flashlight, and he used the tent. And so it just reminded me about being an an example, right? Keeping my word, following through. And then the fact that he wanted to go do it, too, kind of made me happy. Aww. Made me really happy. And the last thing in terms of family um, is that the beginning of the summer, I had asked my sister, I'd kind of challenged my sister, we talk about it a lot, um, if she would stop drinking Hmm. and just take stock of how she felt and, you know, kind of just take it as a challenge. She had some things going on with her health and her family life. And I didn't know if she would do it or not. 
but she did. She's like hmm. on 107 days. Oh, wow. Very proud of herself. I'm very Aww. proud of her. And we get to share that now, like talk about things. She's had a lot of um, situations come up this summer that she'll text or call me and say, I am so glad that I could go do this at 11 o'clock at night. And um, I wasn't, I didn't have anything in my system. I'm so glad that I could be at the hospital with my family members when they needed me because I could drive there. Um you know, so it was interesting. Um, my sister, I don't think she shares the same affliction that I have and that I, you know, that I struggle with alcohol. But she was getting to a point where she's like, I don't, it's not serving me. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, which is a fine place to be, you absolutely. know, it's a good enough reason. Yep. So I'm just really proud of her. I asked her if I could share this here on the podcast with everyone. And she said yes. And um it's my sobriety has brought us so much closer over these last three and a half years. And um, even if she changes her mind and goes back to it, like that's her path. And I, I don't have any judgment for it, but I really appreciated this summer, the kind of connection that we had and the conversations that we had and that she could see a different perspective. I really appreciated how open she was. So, mm, yeah. yeah, that is, that is wonderful. I love that. Yeah. But that's it. That's my Aww. family catch up. That's a, a lot of little different things. But that one I, I just wanted to share with you and the listeners because uh, she's part of our tribe. Oh, well, I, that's, I love that. Oh, well, congratulations to your sister. Yeah. I hope she keeps going. Well, she just... listens to us every week, Sandra. So hi, hi, tr Tracy. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So, enough well, about so... me. <laughs> Family for me, let's see. Um, you know, I don't have a ton to share on that front, or at least for about my immediate family. I'm going to save other family stuff for when we talk about sobriety, actually. Okay. But um, my son also had a job this summer, um, not for the entire summer, but, but for part of the summer. And, um, and so that was really cool. Like, I too had to, you know, take him to and from work and, um, we weren't in the car, you know, for as long as you and your son were in the car every day. But, um, you know, I definitely did feel that too, that sense of being of service and, you know, I get to do this and I didn't complain once because like you, you know, I know that this is probably, if not the last, at least one of the last summers that, you know, I'll get to cart him around. He is actually really looking forward to being able to drive. And so I know he'll be jumping on that as soon as he can. Um, and so, yeah. And so that, that left my daughter and I, you know, together a lot. Um, and she and I can like separate off and sort of do our own thing. She's, she's been real because she, her whole life has had a mom that's worked from home. She's sort of used to whether she liked it or not. <laughs> she's right. kind of used to entertaining herself. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I was really conscious of it this summer. Um, you know, I say that the summer sewing camps, I kind of did as much for her as for our whole family because, you know, it would give her something to do during the summer too. She's a real social butterfly. She's a, she's a lot more of a social being than me. Um, and 
you know, hanging out with, spending time with friends is very, very important to her, which it should be for kids. Right. Um, but it, it, she, she loves to be social. She, um, you know, she, she reads and she makes art and she can definitely get, do think, you know, like do activities, uh, solitary activities very well, but she also likes to be social. Um, so because I was trying to have, (coughs) excuse me, a more intentional summer, um, you know, that, that helped to help me like go, okay, it's four o'clock. I'm going to be done working now and we're going to go to the swimming pool. And, even though really it was the last place I wanted to be, I will be honest with you. It's like <laughs> a lukewarm, you know, tepid bath that, mm-hmm. you know, in our neighborhood that kids pee in probably uh, right. constantly. There's too much chlorine in it. Honestly, I'd, I'd really rather do anything else. But, I, you know, it's important to her. And so it was a forced stop. I'd bring my book. Um, we go to the pool and she, and, um, I didn't have resentment around it. Mm. Like I've had in the past. Um, I I have to say, and, and I, I, I mentioned this once already and I have a little bit of shame around saying this, but I have enjoyed the summer with my kids, I think more than any summer so far. Mm. Um, and, and maybe it has to do with the fact that they're, you know, way more independent, they can entertain themselves to some degree. But, um, I think also just forcing myself, not forcing myself, not forcing anything, just stopping and, and going from one moment being in that moment and going to the next moment and being in that moment. I think that that, that phrase can be overused and it loses its meaning, but, um, but that's just what I did. Yeah. And it, um, I was just way more content, Mm -hmm. so much more content than I've been in summers past where I, you know, felt like I, um, I just, I don't know. I, I resisted. There was so much resistance. <laughs> I, I totally and understand what you're saying. Do you understand what totally. I'm saying? And, and I let go of the resistance mm-hmm. and I just let it be. She likes to go to the pool. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And I'm not going to resist it. And I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have resentment around it because it just resentment is, I mean, I mean, we know we drank over our yeah. resentments, Yeah. but it also just, I mean, it just steals every ounce of joy out of every moment. And I just let it go this summer. You changed, but what's the, um, I listened to Elena Brower a lot this summer and, um, in her ritual of recovery, she says, you know, what happened? What happened for her? What did she do? She flipped the script. She yeah. t- and turn the ship. And what you're saying right now is just that's what's coming up for me is saying like you just flip the script on that of taking her to the pool or doing something that maybe you didn't really want to do. Um, but that that can also be described as service. And I know to our yeah. kid, to our kids, it doesn't that sounds sometimes foreign. But I think about 
how much I am of service to other women, to strangers. Mm-hmm. Why I, I'm okay. I need to think about that with my family. Right. You know? And that, that has changed with sobriety. You're right. You're right. It was, it was changing that internal dialogue yeah. around it kind of changed the whole experience. Imagine that. <laughs> 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 yeah, and that you could, and that you could even acknowledge that and see that and and accept it, even though, like you said, even if you, you don't want to go in that tepid pee water, right? But that wasn't the point, <laughs> right? That wasn't the point. That was just a small, minor detail, <laughs> maybe a big detail of the of the going to the pool. It was all these other things that were happening because you took exactly, her. yeah, exactly, Aww. yeah. So, um. So I really, really enjoyed my kids this summer. I have to say yeah. I did. And we, you know, and, 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 and we didn't do a whole lot. We took a vacation and that was really great. we took a few road trips. Um, Chloe had a, a, a sleepover camp for a week. So we, we did things, but we were together, but we were also together a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times that looked like us just being in our three corners, doing our thing and just completely blissed out. Yeah. And it was really wonderful. It was just good. Yeah. It's I will no, remember the summer. It down. Slow yeah. Down. Yeah, I will really remember this summer, and I hope that it, um, you know, can serve as a template for next summer, um, or not. Maybe it will never be replicated again. <laughs> but I really, <laughs> I will remember this summer. I really will. I think I'll remember it forever. It was really a, a great summer. Mm, I love that. Well, I think um, I heard. I was listening to. Um, Again, I'm going to mention him twice in this episode. I might mention him three times. Rich Roll. Him and his (laughs) wife just recently did a podcast that I listened to. um, And she said something about um, having this recalibration in her life. Julie Pyatt is her name, his Mm -hmm. wife. She talked about a recalibration that was necessary after you do a big creative output. And so when she said that word recalibration, I just, it stuck for me. And um, I thought that's what's been happening. And even listening to you talk about doing your summer differently, or it's been the best summer. It's like every year is this little recalibration, right? We have a chance every season. Mm-hmm. So the summer season, like kind of recalibrating for me, it was slowing down and not doing as many things and letting some things go. Um, going to the pool when you don't want to like recalibrating. Um, it's so necessary. It's like this time for growth. Right. And I've just, I've loved it. So I felt like it was a summer of recalibration and kind of all of these different areas that we're talking about. You know, we talked about health and creativity last week, but talking about our families and about, we're about to talk about our sobriety. Like I feel all of that has been just recalibrating since I got sober. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a lot of recalibration is happening, but, but even just slow little incremental changes that are happening. And I feel like summer is such a great time to experience it. Right, right. Because, you know, it's exactly. And, and, and I like, I like when things get recalibrated because I can get very complacent Mm. and, you know, three months can go by and I can look back and say, God, that was just three months of blah, like nothing really changed, nothing, you know, um, 
I just felt complacent. I didn't feel like I had agency. But this summer, even though it wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't a lot of go, go, go. And I was not a taskmaster, the word you've used earlier, but um, I really felt I felt more growth in a small amount of time, I think, than I have in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I am, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Oh, well, good. So, that's so our families are good. Yeah, yeah that's anyway. it for family. Yeah. It, um, summer was always a tricky time when I was drinking. I know we've talked about this in past episodes and what, what it was all about. And I feel even this was the, what, fourth summer for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the fourth. Uh, I get confused because it was, yeah, um, maybe the fifth summer. But it just feels um, so different than the first summer, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And we have recorded yeah. episodes about summer. And so if you go back and listen to our first probably episode that we recorded about summer, yeah, um, that I told a different story. I, I mean, I remember, you know, I needed to pack my summers Yeah. Um, in the beginning uh, with back-to-back activities. I really, really had to stay busy because so I just wouldn't, I wouldn't think about drinking because summers were all about drinking for me. Yeah. And, and for me, since I got sober, I'm just thinking about this since we're just talking about it, but So every summer I take a summer school course and I took a summer school course um, this year and I didn't get an A like I want, you know, the gold star, the A plus, the whatever. Getting that B in that class, even though I know it's just a B, not a big deal. But there was something that happened to me like my good enough button went off and about like the attaining the perfect or the trying to do everything just right. And that this is good enough that no one is ever going to look at my college transcripts most likely and see my grades. Right. Right. It's just me. And it matters because I want to do my best, but that this summer, like accepting that. And I, I, I don't even know if I'm in full acceptance mode of it. I'm aware of it and trying to change a few habits for the future so that I'm not putting so much stress on myself this summer. That was a great, byproduct of of seeing how the last few summers of going to school how I've operated and I've been just ratcheted up for the class because it's 17 weeks condensed into six so it's a lot Mm -hmm. yeah yeah material and um, right but by getting that B in the class it helped me with the future of like where I'm going with this and my schooling and I ended up dropping all my classes for fall Sandra and just taking one and I gave myself permission. That was because of the summer. That was because of doing things differently. That was because of a little reflection. And so I think I love talking about this. And especially since we've talked about the summertime before, like we just keep growing and changing and evolving Mm -hmm. and paying attention and talking about it. Right, right. And yeah, and and being willing to, to, for things to change, you know, being willing to accept that things will change and what may have served you one summer may not serve you the next summer. Right. Yeah, and to just keep trying to figure it out because no one has yeah. a roadmap. No one has. I mean, we can, sh- we can share all this stuff with you, but that's you know, that's just our experience. So, right. Yeah. Um, 
so let's go to our next subject. <laughs> <laughs> sobriety, <clears throat> recovery, sobriety, whatever, however we want to phrase this. Um, I have a few. Um, let's see where I want to start. Um, I had shared a couple episodes back about not going to meetings at often, as often or I wasn't feeling it. And I thought about it after I had shared that and because I just went to a meeting yesterday and I felt right at home and mm-hmm. heard exactly what I needed to hear and it really helped. And I just, I think this summer for me, um, I spent a lot of time sponsoring other women and that has kept me really tethered to AA in my 12-step program. And I see why they do that. <laughs> I get mm-hmm. how it works. Um, but that has been really important and key because the women that I work with are phenomenal. And um, I learn so much. And um, so I was just saying that just that part of my sobriety that has kept me feeling pretty, um, even though I wasn't going to as many meetings this summer, I was still meeting with women and working with women. And that would take five to six hours a week. So um, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So it was nice. It was nice that that was a that kept going just because I was feeling wonky at, at meetings didn't mean that I had completely disengaged. So, um, I really focused hard and this relates to my sobriety, um, of creating a new morning routine. And, um, a big component of that was meditation and prayer and having a ritual. And I'm keeping notes. I started a new notebook this summer for keeping. It's almost like a logbook, kind of like Austin Kleon does. Um, mm-hmm. Just a logbook of my day. So I'm jotting down random things. But mainly why I'm keeping it is to keep track of my morning routine to try to see, like, what's working, what's not. It's not a rigid morning routine, even though it might sound that way. And that's what I'm trying to demystify uh, is for myself is what what are the three things that are simple that I do every single day that help me get grounded. And so I decided to bring my morning routine out to my studio this summer and create a space in the books and the crystals and the, um, you know, the tarot cards and my journals and just have them all here. I didn't, I didn't tap into all of those things every single day. Some days I did, um, if I had time. Um, but I've really been trying to develop a more, um, a routine that I can just know that I can come to every morning and uh, mm-hmm. not feel like I have to check off a list that it's all done because that's what I kind of do because I know myself pretty well. Um, so the basics for me were just hot tea, which I started drinking green tea, which I used to just hate. Um, but I'm drinking green tea. Um, I take care of my face really well in the morning. I do it at night too part of my nightly routine but morning routine I take care of my face and moisturize and all these other things that I do because I never used to take care of that Sandra mm-hmm. <laughs> just you know woke up parched with the makeup on from the night before so for, there's something about that kind of self-care in the morning that I do mm-hmm. that I feel good about and um, I take supplements so like those three things are a morning routine you know it's just what I do every single morning everything else is gravy it's like if I write a gratitude list or if I read daily reflections, you know, that's great. But just doing the things to take care of myself um, <clears throat> just feels good. Um, I did a recovery yoga series with Natalie this summer. She started teaching. Oh, yeah. 
So is that she, still ongoing or? She just started her second. So it was a five week class um, on okay. Friday nights during happy hour. Um, so from 515 mm-hmm. to like 645. And she focused on the chakras. So she would, and she does meditation with it, yoga, um, and educated us a little bit about the chakras, which I don't know a whole lot about. Um, so I did that this summer and that was great. It was so nice to just connect on a Friday night and meet a few other people and support Natalie. And that, that Mm -hmm. was definitely a part. So she's just started a new series. I'm going to go this Friday night, um, with her. Um, this Friday night is her three year sober birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that leads me to the next thing. I did some tea and toolbox meetings. We've been doing them every month. Um, on the first Sunday of the month, there's eight of us total that meet. And now we're meeting in someone's home. And it take, it last time ours was about two hours. So the person every person gets about 15 minutes, it seems, to share something that's been going on with them, um, advice. You know, there is total crosstalk. <laughs> um, but they share a tool or something that's helping them in their life right now. It could be a book, a class, a an essential oil, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so those gals from that meetup, um, they're coming, a few of them are coming to lunch at my house on Friday. I'm surprising Natalie by throwing her a little sobriety birthday lunch. So by the time this airs, she will have already had it. So there's, there's no, she won't ruin the surprise for her. <laughs> um, but that's been great to kind of foster those um, relationships and create more, um, you know, we're not just meeting once a month because it's basically like a meeting plus, like a 12-step meeting plus because there's total mm-hmm. crosstalk. Right. Um, there's sharing. There's crying. There's, you know, there's kind of um, witnessing and um, it's a bid for connection, right? And some people right. don't have programs that are in there. Um, so this is their, where they meet once a month and get to talk about this, this not drinking thing. And mm. so it's been really good. Hey, Unruffled listeners, just popping in mid-show to remind you about our Patreon fundraising campaign. To date, we have produced over a year's worth of content and have over a quarter million downloads. We can hardly believe it. If you like what you've been hearing, you can be a patron of this show for as much as you'd like, even if it's just a dollar an episode. To donate, please go to www.patreon.com backslash the Unruffled podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Now back to it. The biggest thing I want to share, and I want to take a few minutes here, um, is that uh, I took a social media break. Um, and I'm still in it right now while we're talking, even though these things are going to air after the fact. Um, I was starting to feel, this might be health related too, I was starting to feel this pressure and I felt like I was going to explode or I felt like I had nothing to say. I felt, I felt so many different things, Sandra. Mm. Um, and I felt really um, like I just needed a break from all the visual input and from the words oh, I was yeah. reading. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I had a lot of self-control, I could just not look at it. But I don't have a lot of self-control, to be honest. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, it is all or nothing for me. And in this instance, I needed to take a break and um, it had been building for a while. And so um, my husband bought a, this book for me about six months ago called um, How to Break Up with Your Phone by Catherine Price. 
And of course, I did not want to read that because I thought that was kind of judgy. And I was like, I don't have a problem with my phone. It's how I connect. It's how I have community. I had lots of reasons for it, which mm-hmm. all which all are valid. And I still, that's why I like social media. But I was doing it as a nervous or an anxiety reliever. And mm-hmm. it, would nev- it would never relieve the anxiety for me. Oh, no, it doesn't, right? Yeah. yeah. My thumb started going numb, Sandra. Oh, my gosh. Like numb. Like my hands started feeling numb. Um, I just read in here the other day, they said the average American kind of picks up and looks at their phone um, like 47 times a day. Uh, and yeah. the average American teenager, I think it was 87 or 84 times a day. Mm-hmm. And so not to be like the phone is bad. I love the phone. And I love how it has connected me and how it's really helped my sobriety. So I think the reason I wanted to share this is because of that. I feel like having this podcast, meeting you, um, the connections that I've made, how I met Natalie, hip sobriety, all of it has all been through the phone and um, podcasts and just having, yeah, just that, just that it's all, my phone has connected me for so long um, in, mm-hmm. in my recovery. Right. To a world that you, that would not have been accessible. Yeah. I mean, yes, you can, you know, it's very important to have all of this in real life, but at the same time, yeah, it's like a whole nother portal yeah. to a, a portal to a whole nother, a whole other world that you wouldn't be connected to Absolutely. otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, where I started, and it was before I, I removed the apps from my phone. Well, I've had have I removed Facebook from my phone for a while now because I was just getting on that too much. Um, but I have it on the computer. But I decided I left. I think I was I left sixteen groups that I was part of, um, groups I hadn't really been an active in. I forgot about you know. But here they are, and they visually come up in my feed from time to time. So that was my first kind of baby step was removing myself from sixteen groups. And then um, I went down to uh, Marley Grace's studio in Point Reyes a couple weeks ago, and I got her little magazine or zine that she makes. And the title is long, but it said, How a Photo and Video Sharing Social Networking Service Gave Me My Best Friends, True Love, A Beautiful Career, and Made Me Want to Die. And I think that's a very dramatic title. (laughs) (laughs) But after I read it and realized it was kind of more of an experiment and just paying attention, again, to what's going on with my body, what's going on with my mind, and how my sobriety emotionally, right? So I'm not drinking, but this relates to my emotional sobriety, kind of where I was at. Um, And so I decided to just step back. And I removed the Instagram app from my phone and... um, I've been posting for this show and I've been checking in with the Unruffled podcast group, but I got to design it the way I wanted to. So it didn't have to be all or nothing because it hasn't been that I haven't been on social media. Um, I've been popping on there when I need to. I've been sharing on Fridays on our podcast group, but I felt like I had more control, Sandra, and I didn't have right. that, I didn't have that visual input. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, it spills out because that helps my health. It helped my creative oh. flow. It helped my family life. It has helped everything. And I am going to jump back on there on my birthday on September 1st, which will have passed by the time this airs. But I'm not sure how I'm going to do it differently yet. I haven't thought that far ahead. But I've really enjoyed the space 
I feel um, the only word I can use to describe it that feels accurate is expansive. Like I personally feel like super expansive right now. And all these creative ideas that have come to me and writing what we talked about our last episode. I've been writing like a crazy lady, not, Mm -hmm. not publishing it all for me, keeping a catalog of things and stories I don't want to forget and things about my Mm -hmm. journey. I don't know. It's just, it's, it was this, I removed this one thing, which reminded me kind of of like when we remove alcohol, Mm -hmm. I removed this one thing off my phone and everything else seemed to shift. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. We could do a whole, you know, episode about that. And, you know, and I think uh, people will talk to it for infinity, infinity, I think (laughs) about trying to find the balance, um, with social media. Uh, yeah, it's, um, oh gosh, I, I, I find that, um, I scroll so much less. I I got real intentional about it actually at the beginning of the year. Uh And, um, because again, I was just faced with thinking about how much time are you wasting? And, um, again, yeah, the input versus output thing, um, Mm -hmm. really came into focus for me. Uh, because yeah, it's like, I felt like my sponge was full, you know, like I cannot take in anything else. And is this helping my output? Is this enhancing my output? Am I being inspired to output or am I only taking things in? And I, yeah, I had to take a really hard look at it. Um, now I find that I scroll when I'm tired. That's when I scroll. Yeah. Yeah. It's less than when I'm bored or anxious. It's more when I'm tired. And so, but I try to catch myself, you know, I try to have that, you know, that outer body experience or, you know, that inner voice or whatever that says, Sandra, you're tired Mm -hmm. and that's why you're scrolling. So you just need to close your eyes, rest, not scroll because scrolling is not resting. (laughs) doesn't help the tiredness, (laughs) right? Right. But it's just hard to turn your brain off. And so I totally get this. I think I mentioned this to you and I said I wasn't going to say it on the podcast, but I'm not going to mention any names. And if you're listening to this, it's not you. It's just not you. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. But what I do, what I did too is, um, you know, I probably follow some people on social media that I could unfollow, but because their posts annoy me so much, I keep them around because, <laughs> because they're reminders to me that, you know, when I hit one of their posts that yeah. annoy me, and again, it's not you, it's not anybody that's listening to this podcast, I <laughs> promise you, but um, I hit one of their posts and say, okay, thank you for being here and reminding me that I need to get off of social media right yeah. now. Yeah. And it does it does the trick. So I don't unfollow them. That, yet. That's very yeah, that's very <laughs> tricky how you do that. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, I really thought, Sandra, because I'm on it a ton. I do a ton of stories. I love to document my life. I like proof of life. Whatever you want to call it. I love to share. I love process. That's all still very true. And 
Um, but I really thought that I was going to feel uncomfortable. And I thought, oh, this will kind of be like early sobriety. I'm going to feel really uncomfortable. And I like being uncomfortable because that's where I learn a lot of stuff. So I thought, oh, great. I did not feel uncomfortable. Day four of the break is when I, I think I, I jumped on Facebook or something and I got lost for a minute on my computer. And I was like, what are you doing? Get off. What are you, what are you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, no, just check in in the morning when you wake up to your groups and get off like 15 minutes. Like just don't spend a lot of time there. And the rest of the time it's been, it's been, um, for someone who was on it as much as I am on it, I really thought I was going to have a withdrawal. That, and it just hasn't been the case. It feels mm. like I've been on vacation is what it kind of feels right. like. Yeah. And maybe that has something to do with uh, with us and the age that we are because we remember life before social media. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're probably right. It feels, and it feels... We survived. We did not. What? We weren't itching for something that we didn't that we never experienced. So, uh, yeah, 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 it, it, life goes on. We can, Mm -hmm. we can exist. (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, I, um, but you know, the benefits are there, the connections. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to check in with people that I've grown fond of through social media and I like saying hi to them. And, you know, I I do, I like to take pictures and post things, but then I also think too, you know, I can't, I'm not going to be that person that just only receives and never gives, you know, there's that, there's that thing too. Absolutely. You know, you, you post because, you know, it's not, I mean, you can say you post for yourself and, you know, and, but then you would just keep that, keep your images on your computer, your thoughts on your computer and you mm-hmm. wouldn't share them. You post to get some validation, right? To get sure. a few comments and, and make connections. So I often think about that too. It's like, no, I got to check in sometimes with, with, you know, even if I just check in for a few minutes and, and leave a few comments because I, you know, I, I, it doesn't feel good just to receive and never give either. Yeah. And that's this Marley Grace who wrote this little book. Um, I'd like to have her come on the podcast too, because she's sober seven years and a creative and a, and a dance, a modern dancer. But what she just shared in one of her most recent newsletters was, was that she stopped following anybody. So she has no visual input coming from anybody. So she follows zero people. And there's like 20,000 people that follow her. And because it was getting in her head too much that like she wasn't responding enough or she wasn't liking things or so she had to just make it what worked for her. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I, I'm with you. Like I like the kind of reciprocity that happens and that right. we can support each other, you know, and, and, but again, everybody has their own thing. So the fact that I could even think about this, um, when I went to Center to go to, to go to Marley Grace's um, nonprofit called Center, I went with another gal um, named Nikki Hale, who who um, is going to come on the podcast um, maybe in a few weeks, and um, she's been doing this experiment as well, and so I'm hoping that she can share some of the things that she's been doing because she's been like zero, like none, like absolutely mm-hmm. cut it all off, and she's mm-hmm. doing it for a month, and she's just now trying to decide like how she's going to re-enter or if she is or not. And how that affects her business. Yeah, if you're not right. on social media. So those are questions I want to ask her. But um, I've enjoyed it. 
um, I'm probably going to enjoy getting back to it as well, but I think I just needed to hit like a pause button. Which um, every, but you, you yeah. need to pause. There's uh, yes, there's full endorsement for hitting the pause. Yeah. And so my, my anxiety feels quieter. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's because of all the other things I'm doing that I shared in the last episode, but this is just another thing. And I, I feel like I have, um, my concentration is better. And I feel, um, yeah, I don't feel as scattered. So I Mm -hmm. talked a lot, but that's my sobriety recovery. That's kind of where it's been at this summer. And um, what about you? I want to hear about you. Okay. Well, um, so I'm going to talk about family again, but not my immediate family. So, um, you know, if you are in your late forties to fifties beyond, if you're lucky enough to still have your parents around, they are getting old, damn it. <laughs> and we have just had, my husband and I both um, have had parents that are, they're just, they're just aging and things that come along with that. Um, you know, there's been a few critical moments this summer with my father-in-law, with my mom, Um that have been scary and everybody's come out the other side. And so nothing to report, but, um, I can tell you how this affects my sobriety and, um, just being able to show up with just my full self and, you know, not, with the sloppy seconds of just whatever energy I have left over because of a hangover or a preoccupation, um, with, you know, drinking. Um, I just have so much gratitude for that. And I mean, to the point where, you know, like sitting in a hospital room with my mom and just like thinking, you know, I'd rather be anywhere but here, you know, I, I, you know, if I could fix this, I would, that thought, but you know, I can't. So I get to show up with all my love, just all of it. Hmm. And, um, it, you know, it made me really reflect, not, not really with regret, but just, um, you know, I just, just thinking about how I, didn't show up with all of it before. I just never did. I couldn't. Um, so just a lot of gratitude Mm. for sobriety. Yeah. Just a lot. Um, I mean, you know, could I, could we get through ailing parents, um, and drinking a ton to numb the feelings, sure, you can get through that way. Um, but you don't get to be a hundred percent there. Yeah. Yeah. You're fully present, um, for everything and the good, bad. Yeah. I mean, I think that realization, like with every day that goes by that I, you know, life keeps happening just because we're sober, like the bad stuff doesn't stop. Um, but we don't have that same crutch. We don't have that same medicine that would make us feel better. Right. 
um, which was drinking or checking out. Not that we can't do it in other ways, like, sure, you know, but, um, but yeah, for you to sit there with your mom and be present in that hospital room and be able to make decisions and be able to, to navigate the whole situation, which is really big, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. You can do it that was now. big. Like I had to make some, some quick, quick decisions with no time to deliberate, you know, I mean, to the point where it was like, okay, where, who's the adult that's going to come in here and make right. these decisions? Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I mean, I didn't even have my husband at home, you know, to bounce a sentence off of. Yeah. And it was me. I had to do it. And, um, just to be able to, uh, say things with a clear head, mm-hmm. um, God, I just, I, there's, I just have a lot of gratitude. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, and everything, everything's fine for now. You know, everything, she made it through every, my mom made it through. She had a, she had a stroke. Um, but she's, she's good. She, she's good. And, um, so I get to have her around again another day. But, um, you know, this, something like this can, will happen again too. I'm sure it's just the stage of life that we're in. And, um, so just to be able to be here, I, I, um, you know, I celebrated four years of sobriety this year and, um, that's right. The summer. summer. Yeah. Yeah. The summer. And, um, it's just still not lost on me that that um, that we get to that we get to do this. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah. that's that's really my um, that was the biggest thing I guess I wanted to say about um, sobriety. Um, I am still. I'm still searching now. I think I'm still looking for that perfect community. I don't think it's there. You know, it's not. Everything's going to fall short right. <laughs> of a perfect community. That right. is guaranteed. Um, Chloe and I, my daughter and I went to church this past week we went to church the last week too that's right yeah it was something that I it just kind of came it was sort of around well I had kind of been thinking about it before my mom got sick and then during that time and sort of watching um watching her community come around her um just made me homesick for something again. And, um, and then Chloe, you know, pitched the perfect question at the perfect time, you know, can we go to, can we go to church? And that was her just coming off of a church camp and also wanting some community. And so it was like, you know what, we can, 
Yes, there's nothing keeping us from going to church, even though, you know, it's been 30 years since I've gone to a church voluntarily. Right. (laughs) It wasn't like fulfilling a parental request or or attending a wedding. And um, I'm sure I made some absolutes in the past too, like never again will I blah, blah, blah. But here we right. are, yeah. you know, it's like, we you know what? Our mind. <laughs> we get to change our mind and we get in there's These are options available to, to, to us. And yeah. so, um, we've gone to the same church twice in a row and, um, we like it. So for Chloe, my daughter loves it. And, uh, so, you know, again, I'm not going to say, I'm not, even going to drop an absolute, but for now we are, are liking it and, you know, and we'll keep doing it. And as long as we are, it's feels like a good fit. So is it just you and Chloe or is the whole family going or just me and Chloe right Aww. now? So it's just, just a little girl time together. Yeah. So it's like our little thing. Nice. It's like in our little Sunday morning thing. Nice. Have you had any, <clears throat> I'm just, on the sobriety chain here. Have you had any meetups or have you had any sober meetups? Haven't had any um, meetups, although our friend Sarah um, in Austin, our sober friend Sarah, who's been on our pod, um, she is in my writing class. So it's been nice to see her. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, but no, but I, but, but I just threw out a, uh, just a little thought in our secret Facebook group this morning. Come, so fresh, right, <laughs> right off out of your fingertips. Exactly. <laughs> this morning about a proposed meetup. So by the time this airs, we will be closer to that, uh, you know, we, by the time this airs, we may even have a date set, but if you are listening to this and you're in the Austin area, it's going to be something low key. Like uh, we think, um, so far, like, uh, just, uh, maybe dinner or tapas or snacks or something like that. And then, um, if we do it on a Friday, we can try this, um, fairly new, place called the sands bar. Um, they're on Instagram sands at sands bar, I believe S A N S B A R, but they are a sober bar and they're not open all the time. I think they have finally, they were just doing pop-ups. Now I think they have a space and they are doing every Friday evening and, and there's usually some kind of theme. I think last Friday it was karaoke and, um, and, um, so there's like a different, uh, like a different theme. Uh, they had a game night a couple of nights oh, ago, fun. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've been wanting to meet those guys for a while and I haven't gone out because I never go out, you know, <laughs> past eight unless I'm right. going to see some music or I have something to, you know, specific to do. So anyway, this would be a good excuse to be out past eight and go check out their, <laughs> um, <laughs> their spot because, you know, of course I want to support a sober bar. Hello. That sounds awesome. Right? That sounds really fun. (laughs) Excuse me. I wish there was a sober bar out here. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, I wasn't very succinct 
but what I'm trying to say is by the time this airs, um, we may have a date. So if you're listening to this and you're in Austin or in the Austin area, um, I'll try to put it up on Instagram too, when and where, but I'm thinking something low key, like, you know, I like to do meetups where there's activities and, and all that stuff, but I just want like, it just a regular old night out. Mm. And, um, hopefully this will be accessible to more people too. I love it. Yeah. Did you, I have to ask you, did you go get your chip? I didn't. I haven't. Hmm. Okay. Sorry to put you on the spot, you know that, but that's what we talk about on here. So no, (laughs) I I haven't, I haven't gone to go and gotten my chip yet. Um, I could use the excuse that it was summer and, uh, and that, you know, working it in with, you know, while there was kids activities on the table, you know, I could use that as, as an excuse and it's a pretty good one, but, um, <laughs> but I'm still trying to f- figure out my place yes. with the program. I am kind of in a, in a place and honestly, I don't actually think about it a l- whole lot either, which hmm. kind of makes me think, you know, maybe yeah. that was, that was a, uh, a, a season, another yeah, season. That was your way in. And, yeah. and it's always available to me mm-hmm. if I want to go back, but I haven't, um, you know, I, I had some kind of obsessive thoughts about it in the beginning or it's like, what is the resistance? Why don't I want to go, you know, and me questioning my resistance mm-hmm. and is this regular resistance or is this, you know, that, you know, is this the kind of resistance that you, you, you feel it and you do it anyway? Is this a calling, a question to answer? Yeah. Or is this just like, I just, it's not resonating. Mm-hmm. And so there was some obsessive thinking over in the beginning and now I hardly ever think about it. Mm-hmm. So it's well, sort of telling like, too, right? You gotta, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I have to say there is something about my personality too, where I can be a bit of a thrill seeker. I can, like I am constantly, I like new things. I like fresh things. I like spontaneity and, you know, so there's, there's something there too. Like I get bored with one thing and, um, and then I want to try something else. Yeah. Instead and not of, giving up and not giving up the whole, like you don't give up your sobriety because of that. Right. No. Right. And that's not what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I get, and, I get and what you're that saying. thing is constant. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that has been taken off the table permanently. I certainly would never even dream of thinking that, well, I mean, even if my, my mind goes there for a second, I, I'll, I, I have, a succession of things that I do mentally to remind myself why that is a really bad idea. Yeah. Drinking or moderating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, the tools, those things. Um, yeah, I guess I like to change it up and it's available to me. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I loved. Back. I loved so much when Diana Unlu was on here. And I've, I've said this over and over to myself since she came on the pod, like that meetings and taking up, taking my chair in a meeting in a 12 step meeting is like doing child's pose and yoga. 
And when mm-hmm. she said that and kind of correlated that for me, like what I needed yesterday, emotionally not very sober yesterday morning um, upon waking. Um, and so I dropped my kid off at carpool and went and caught the last half of a meeting. Mm-hmm. Sl- slid into a chair next to this lovely woman and what was shared was everything that I needed to hear, which is usually what happens. And I left there not uh, transformed or fixed or anything like that, but just it hit, it hit the reset button so that I could go to school and so that I could get through the next three or four hours before um, my brain got full again. Mm-hmm. So uh, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask you because I just, I'm, you know, that's, those chips. No, are, I'm glad you did. Those I chips are a big thing. On the spot. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I know. they don't have to mean, they mean something, but they don't mean everything. And to some people, I know they do mean everything. So, I mean, it's, we get to decide. We get to decide what it means. And um, I hope that's what people that listen to our show know, like that we're just figuring it out too. And yeah. um, what I do is not what you do and, and isn't what somebody else does. So, um, yeah, we're just sharing and take what you want and leave the rest, as they say. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, we should probably wrap this up. Do you have any? Yeah. Else? Is that a good place to that's stop? That's it. That's a good, that's okay. a good place to stop. Okay. I think we've, I think we've covered it. I'm glad we split this up. Yeah. Cause otherwise... we have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. Um, we normally do the toolbox items. Do you have toolbox items? I can, I can cycle through mine pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah. Me there too. Are they're recycled items. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's a, probably a, a just fine thing. So this is the part of the show, if you're new to the show, where we list a couple of things that we're either doing or tools or whatever you want to call it. Um, things that help us live a more um, unruffled life, like a more calm, non-agitated um, existence. And so um, why don't you share your first thing, Sandra? Okay, well, my first thing is my library card. Ah, <laughs> I have like really used my library card this summer. Yeah. Um, I have like figured out how to, we have an inner library system, which I think most cities have that. And I've really used that for the first time this summer. And it's just been amazing. Um, normally, I'll just go to my closest library and kind of tool around. But now if there's a specific book I want, I just go online and I have it transferred to my library. And so it's just waiting for me on hold and I just have to go pick it up. And it's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I have that with a mobile librarian um, that comes up from Marin County, a different County. I'm right on the the Marin Sonoma County border. So, um, but yeah, I, because it's mobile and we are rural we get first, we were moved up to the top of the queue for the library requests. So like new books nice. and things I have no problem getting because I just order them and then you get them ahead yeah. of everybody else. So I try to be respectful of that too and return them right away if I'm you know, right. done or not reading so that somebody has them. But that's a great tool, Sandra. I love yeah. it. Love my library card. Um, for me, um, I already shared this. So um, a social media break um, in any way that you see fit or... Um, or I'm sorry, that's what's been my tool. And so if anybody wants to try that, try it in any way that you see fit. Like, just give it a whirl, even if it's just for a day. They talked about, like, a, a Sabbath. What do they call it? The Sabbath digital, I don't know. 
taking one day mm-hmm. a week and just like taking a break from it. And so I'm going to try to ask my family if maybe we can try that on a Sunday. See if mm-hmm. maybe all three of us could give that a try. So um, for me, a social media break has been the biggest tool uh, for me this summer. I good one. All right. What about you? Um, okay. So my next one is um, just, I've already talked about it. So quickly, I've just been writing my face off. I have, <laughs> I've been journaling, I've been blogging, I've been writing in my newsletter, I've been writing vignettes. I just, I've been writing. <laughs> I have been writing a lot. And um, it has been a really good thing for my sobriety and my creativity. Mm. Yeah. The words are flowing. Yeah. Well, that's brings me to my number two has been morning pages. So I have never done morning pages. um, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago. And that as a tool for the brain dump, it feels like how I feel after a meeting, after I go to a 12 step meeting. It kind of vacates mm-hmm. my brain a little bit. Yeah. It resets me. So upon waking, waking, is it wakening? Waking? <laughs> I keep getting confused. Upon waking, uh, upon awakening, I'm, I'm getting confused. Either way. Um, writing a stream of consciousness three pages mm-hmm. and dumping all of that on, into the a dump. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so powerful and so that's I have not read Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way but I'm encouraged to now but I I, because I didn't want to stop myself from even starting because Mm -hmm. I didn't have the book and I didn't I was like okay whatever you don't need the book yeah yeah I listened to Julia Cameron on um Hello Humans with Sam Lamott who's been on our Uh show and he interviewed her and she talked about it so I listened to that and I thought okay I'm gonna get started I'm just gonna do it and whatever it is and there's no way to do it wrong no three three full pages has been awesome so that's my second it is such a good brain dump I Mm -hmm. I get I go back I get away from it and then I go back to it then I get away from it (laughs) and I go back to it but it is a great exercise you're right just to get that stuff because I can I can stew on things and it needs to come out of my head it just really yeah. does yeah so that's a good one um okay well my last one again nothing nothing new but prayer and meditation I've um been because I've slowed down this summer because I've been getting really good solid night's sleep. I've been waking up and just lying in bed and just and just laying there mm-hmm. in prayer and meditation. Yeah. Just just saying to the universe, anyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> myself, yeah. God, praying to my gratitude to my sobriety. Um, it's, uh, it key, it just really starts my day, um, the, uh, on a good note, it, it just does instead of just flying out of bed and already being behind, um, yeah. it just, it just starting with some gratitude, um, starts you off with a, you know, it just makes me feel like I'm not in deficit. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm just shaking my head over here. Yes. It's like a, um, this word keeps coming up for me lately and, um, it's, um, 
centered. You're centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grounded could be another word, but sometimes it's just that I am right with myself when I do prayer right. meditation. And I can't fully describe it. It's a very hard thing to describe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always looking for language around it, but it's really hard. It's just like you just have to do it to know. Um, right. But doing it first thing is really helpful for the domino effect of the day for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I'm doing that as well. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, the last one is a tiny one. So it has to do with creativity, not necessarily sobriety, although I do follow some people who are sober. But I, when I was decided to take the social media break, I... Um, I decided to start writing my newsletter again. So my my tool here is newsletters, not just mine. Um, but f- signing up for people's newsletters that I admire, mm-hmm. um, that I, I appreciate their work. I want to know more about them. Um, more than seeing just a little square on social media, because a lot of these people I follow on social media, but I wanted to hear more from. Mm. Um, in light of not having the apps for these last three weeks, it has been... Um, kind of like a lifeline because when I go to my phone Sandra (laughs) do I have any text messages or emails that's really the only thing I'm looking at right um nope still nothing still nothing Uh, which is fine but I look forward and I've been spending I am uh, I I publish mine and it goes out at 6 a.m on Sunday mornings and when I'm getting them from other people, I'm kind of saving them and I'm reading them, kind of taking my time, looking through their links, seeing what they're recommending or a book or a podcast or something and saying, oh, does that sound interesting? No, forget it. But newsletters for me have been the way I've been getting creative input. And so um, one of the gals from my tea and toolboxes sent me um, a, a newsletter from Austin Cleon. Mm-hmm. And I shared it in our Unruffled group, um, but some, he'd some, uh, a follower of his had coined the phrase "a notebook turducken." Oh, that's and funny! It was, like all his notebooks, right? On One top fits of in front inside the other. <laughs> so I went to his either it was a blog post or a newsletter. I can't remember what she sent me, but she sent me that one about the notebook turducken. I was like, oh, I got that going on. Um, but it, I went to his website and I was reminded how much I love his work. And he is part of the reason that I started making art back in 2013. I read his book. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying, the long-winded way of saying is that. Sign up for newsletters has been really exciting for me to get them. When I get yours, it's like a treat. I'm like, oh, I want to read it when I have a cup of tea and I want to go read the blog post. Like, it's been this little joyful moment that I get to have that is teaching me about um, creative paths of others, mm-hmm. how, the, how they're and you doing kinda, it. Can, yeah, connect in a deeper way. Yeah. So newsletters, that's mine. I've been, if you want to sign up for yours, Sandra, or mine, they're on our websites. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, they're just a more personal way, yeah, of getting to know, uh, at least for me and you, I think we're doing it in a way that it's more personal. Um, mm-hmm. And they're getting to see a little glimpse of our process and, and what's lighting us up. Yep. I think we did it. I'm really I glad we broke we this into it. two. <laughs> I am so glad we did. I bet you, you guys, you listeners, mm. my dears are glad as well. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like listening for five days. Like, when are they going to be done with this show? <laughs> oh, so we appreciate you. If you guys want to give us a rating on iTunes, star ratings, um, that would be great. Or write a little short review. We appreciate it. And you can support our Patreon account at uh, patreon.com backslash unruffled. No, wait, the unruffled podcast. And we're working on perks. and Ruffle Podcast. Yeah, we're working on perks for our Patreon uh, subscribers and patrons. So um, if you 
think of any great ideas, send us a message and let us know or post yeah. in a Facebook group, like what you want to see. Yes, we, yeah. we do. We do it. We are, we will consider your input. Yeah. So I will see you in LA, my friend. See you soon. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.